Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Pulver Towing. And today we're going to hear from stock car driver Trevor Holm. We're also going to hear from Tom Wagaman from Ogilvy Raceway, Ron Bernhagen from the UMSS Sprint Car Series, and a little more from Josh from Pulver Towing, right after a few words from our sponsors. As the leading slat replacement professionals in the U.S., Altenburg Construction knows what works and what doesn't. Simply put, they understand your business. Altenburg Construction started in 1994 and has over 27 years of experience and has completed more than 5,000 hog and cattle barns in 14 states. Every customer is unique and every situation is different. That's why their employees are company trained. Trust the slat replacement professionals at Altenburg Construction. Give them a call, 888-435-2210, or see altenburgconstruction.com. When your family needs a tow, trust the family that's been doing it for the last 100 years. The Schaefer family and the Pulver Towing Company has been helping folks get out of ditches and back on the road for five generations. And they did it all while treating customers like part of the family. As the first Schaefer to start towing once said, always worry about the customer and not the competition. For light to heavy and even equipment transport, call Pulver Towing at 507-282-3851 to get the best. Transform your garage into an extension of your home with a custom finished floor by Garage Force. No matter how you use your garage, Garage Force has you covered. American made. Backed by a lifetime warranty, our professionally installed industrial-grade coatings will protect your garage from anything life throws at it and makes cleanup a snap. More importantly, it's the unbelievable feeling you get each time you use your dream garage. Visit us online at garageforce.com. Call Todd at 651-387-9213. That's 651-387-9213. Buyers Engine Service of Rochester opened its doors in 1975. Hi, this is Corey. Since 1975, we've been offering complete engine machining services and assembly. From flatheads to big blocks, wide blocks to drag race engines, street rods to pulling tractors, Buyers Engine Service offers complete dyno service. So if your race car, or street car, is little... Under the hood, trust the place who's been there since 1975. Contact Buyer's Engine Service at 507-282-5586. Medieval Metalworks is a 25,000-square-foot facility in Mankato specializing in CNC tube laser and bending and is the only facility in the area with those capabilities. Medieval Metalworks is a leading precision metal fabrication shop offering all the latest custom metal fabrication technologies under one roof. Whether you need a one-off custom part or thousands of parts produced for your business, contact Medieval Metalworks at 507-386. 3930 or stop by and see them at 3000 Technology Drive in Mankato. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price, 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Your home is your sanctuary. The next time you need appliance service, invite someone in that will treat it that way. Sorensen's Appliance Service is locally owned with 15 years of experience. Sorensen's Appliance Service also has fully certified technicians who will leave your home as clean as they found it. If you want fast, efficient, and cleanly service, contact Sorensen's Appliance Service today, 256 7766. That's 256 7766. Hey, this is Dave from 
receivers from oil VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the driver segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the driver segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by the driver of the number 17 stock car, Trevor Holm. And Trevor, you got involved in hobby stock racing at a fairly young age. What do you remember about your first hobby stock and your first few nights on the racetrack? Well, actually, you got to go probably about three years before a hobby stock. Actually, I uh, started out in a local uh, sportsman class, an entry-level class here in Slayton at the Murray County Speedway. About uh, 17 years old, I went and bought a uh, race car without my father's knowledge, per se, and came home, and uh, I told him what I did, and says, well, it better sit till after basketball season, he said, and then we can worry about it. He said, you better figure out how to even work on a car at that point, because growing up, we had cattle, and, and that's what we did, right? I don't even think we changed the oil on our own vehicles at that point. So it's been an uphill battle since day one, but I feel like I finally have enough knowledge to get around a race car at least. Your first career win came in 2010. What do you remember most about that night? Uh, Actually, I believe it was 2009, and I believe that was only a B-Main win. My first win was at the Murray County Speedway in 2010 in the sportsman class. I don't know, I guess... Winning a race in a race car is all about determination because I was only 20 years old at that point, 19 maybe. And before I left, I told my dad this, tonight's the night I'm going to win. And I can still see the video getting out of the car, pointing to my dad. And I mean, that's something that sticks with you forever. And there's been multiple times since then where it's, all right, it's going to happen tonight. I don't care what it takes. And it actually does. So if I could just have that mindset every time I went to the track, it'd probably be a little bit better. They say once you get that first win out of the way and you know the car can win and you know the driver can get it done, they seem to come quicker. Was that true for you? Yeah. You know, obviously, when I started, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We probably didn't have the best equipment. You know, it's making laps. It's learning. It's figuring how to fix the car the first couple of years. And then as things progressed, I don't know if people saw that I had the ability to drive a race car or if it was me just bugging people enough to get help from them that you start surrounding yourself with more of the right people, not just a couple of them. And the hardest part in racing is kind of determining what to take from this person and what not to take and and learning what the best option is for you as a driver because driver A and driver B can have the same car and and it just doesn't work the same for both of them. So yeah, I think you're right. Oh, I mean, once you you know the car can do it, once you know you can do it, I think, uh, you know, getting that first one out of the way is always the biggest hurdle honestly you had the opportunity to test your car's structural integrity when you rolled your hobby stock at slayton that was one wild ride yeah i'm very very fortunate to run a bnb racing chassis paul and the guys up there in bell plane they uh built a really really strong car that one uh definitely tested the integrity of it the mainframe was fine but the, the top of the halo crushed but if anybody goes and watches that video it was three or four times directly on the roof so that's one of the nights where i'm very fortunate and very uh glad that i spend the money i do on safety equipment and running the right car there's a lot of cars out there that probably wouldn't have held up that well and i'm glad i put myself in one of them and i'm here to talk about it i guess winning at boone speedway in the hobby stock talk about the events leading up to that race and how good it felt to park it in victory lane that night well i actually have uh two career 
feature wins at Boone. The first coming in 2013 at the Frostbuster, I think. I had been running an SCS hobby stock, and then that year I went to, I think I had a victory car that year. It was the very first race in that car. We towed it down from Minnesota. The rear end ended up going out of my truck we were pulling it with. So we got to my friend Jamie Songer's shop there, and we used one of his trucks and pulled it up to the racetrack and missed hot laps. And we went out for the heat race. I think I got third from eighth or something in the heat race. Drew number three for the feature again. And yeah, first time I ever sat in that car and go out and we win a feature at Boone. That was pretty cool. I think that race probably was honestly the turning point in my racing career. That right there just gives you enough confidence that you can go anywhere, right? Winning at Boone, that's something special, too. They don't pay very good, but the prestige of winning at that track is unbelievable. Then in 2016, we went down for Super Nationals. I think that's probably the one you're talking about. And the first night, I kind of had become a little bit of a cheapskate, I guess you could call it, for lack of a better term on the radio. We uh, decided to start running pump gas. You know, you make a little better power, it's a little cheaper, whatever. Well, turns out that the pump gas I was using the premium at this local station doesn't get used enough and so we had quite a bit of water in there and for whatever reason it waited till super nationals to sort itself out so we ended up the first night we got ran over in the heat race and the b main i think i spun out twice in a b feature so we were pretty frustrated but that's the nice part about super nationals the next day you get to start over so we drew decent we uh won our heat the second day i think it was tuesday we won our heat and then we started outside the front row for the feature, and we went on to win the qualifier there. And started on the outside of the front row for Saturday's big race. And I tell you what, that'll probably be a win that I'll never, ever forget. It's kind of like your first one. You win at Super National. That's when you know you've sort of made it, I guess. It takes a lot of luck to win down there, but it also takes a good car and a good setup and uh, know-how to make it around there for 25, 30 laps. What are your thoughts on the new track configuration at the Jackson Motorplex, and have you had some success there? That track is probably one of the more fun tracks in the area. When you start racing, you get used to the long straightaways that Jackson had, and basically we always said we could probably read a newspaper between the corners there on the old track. But this one, you're up on the wheel the whole time. I mean, it's hard to find anything bad to say about a state-of-the-art facility like that. Todd and the guys sure made a nice place over there for us to go race. I hope that the future holds more IMCA racing for us there. We sure enjoy going there. The car counts are great. This year, I think we got three on the schedule, and I think there's a chance to get more if, if we have enough people show up. So anybody that's got a race car and anybody that uh, wants to come watch the races, let's try to get a few more races there for us. I've had some decent success there. I don't think I've won there other than probably about one every heat race I've been there. But in the features, as a hobby stock, I think I got a couple seconds and a fourth or something like that. And then the stock car, I won my heat there last year, the one time I went. And then we ran mid-pack, I think, in, in the feature. When did you make the decision to switch to stock cars, and what were the main reasons? Oh, man. I've been talking about it for probably five years, and after the 2019 season, I had my car sold, and I kind of looked back at the amount of money I spent on hobby stock and thought to myself, well, it can't be that much more to go run a stock car. I got two motors laying around here for hobby stock and blah, blah, blah. You know, I was trying to justify it in my head, but, I mean, it is quite a bit more money. The tires is kind of what gets you most of the time. But I had kind of decided that, hey, 2020, it was either, yeah, I'm going to take some time off or I'm going to try something different, you know. And uh, I made the jump, and these things are sure a lot of fun to work on and to drive. And, and I don't know what the future will hold exactly. You know, we got another, expecting another child in, uh, in October. 
so that'll make four little ones running around at home for me. So whether I stay in a stock car or if I go back to hobby stock for a few years until there's a little bit less diaper bills at home, then uh, time will tell, but I sure am enjoying my time right now. We'll see what the summer brings. We're going to try to race quite a bit. What is the biggest difference between stock car and hobby stock division? Is it the money? Um, Money, it seems like in a hobby stock, for years and years and years, we scale it and we move stuff around and this, that, and the other thing. And nine times out of ten, it comes down to the driver. Yeah, you need to have a good setup. You need to have stuff up to snuff, but it comes down to that. Where stock cars, tires are huge. And this game with these AMOD guys down in this class right now, it really forces you to be on your setup every time you pull on the track. I mean, you can go out there and win one night, and then the next night you don't finish your heat race and start in the back, and you can't get halfway through the field. So it's a stout class. There's a lot of good guys. There's a lot of a lot of good drivers. There's a lot of good money, a lot of uh, good equipment out there. So it's more than a step. It might even be a two-step process and going up to a stock car from a hobby stock. Getting the first stock car win at Murray County Speedway in Slayton, that was a great race. That took some patience to get that one done. Yeah, that track was slick that night, and car count was not great, but the guys that were there were pretty good. So I try not to think about the numbers, but try to think of the quality of cars that were there that night. I think there was eight of us or something. But yeah, it was a fun race. I made a couple changes on the car before the feature, you know, just trying to learn what to do. And, and obviously, that's something we put in our notebook that worked. You know, yeah, be patient. Don't burn the stuff up right away. Just kind of tootle through the corners, and we were able to pass for the lead about halfway through the race, I think, or a little bit further past the halfway point. And then there was a restart, and then Lunenberg got me, crossed him over, and got it back. And then, yeah, it was clear sailing from there. So it was definitely a, a fun night. I'm glad I got the first one out of the way last year, so then this year we can concentrate on getting a few more. Last year's Boone Super Nationals. You must have felt like you were in India during monsoon season. Yeah, I wish I wasn't even gone. <laughs> but we went down there. Just It's kind of our deal every year we went down, and I knew the weather didn't look real great. We parked there and sat and watched it rain for a day and a half, and then we finally got on the track, and it was misting and raining, and I think it was up to third or fourth. And then I looped it and got stuck in the infield and decided that uh, that's enough of that. So then we ended up coming home and ended up going back to work on Friday instead. So spent longer washing my car after I got home than I did actually racing down there. So that's unfortunate, but it's a fun event to be a part of. I know everybody's got a different opinion on it, but I look forward to it every year. I'm not sure that I'll probably make it down there this year. We went out of Bristol instead. So we'll see what vacation time looks like and things like that as we get closer to Super Nationals. You have a very supportive family, and the kids really seem to enjoy shop time with Dad. Are you grooming the kids to be future racers? <laughs> if that's what they want to do, absolutely. If not, you know, I'll support them in whatever they want. We just got the girls their first go-kart about a month ago. So my oldest enjoys it. My youngest sort of looks like she wants to, but I don't quite trust her on or my three-year-old, not even my youngest, but she'll get there too. I think it's something that they'll have interest in it if I force them to, but that's not at all what I want to do. If they want to race, I will provide them what they need to race, and if they want to do gymnastics and ballet and stuff that they're into right now, we'll pursue that as well. So, yeah, I mean, just because they're girls, I'll support them in racing if they want to, and if they don't, then that's all right. You mentioned you made the road trip to Bristol this spring. What was the Bristol Dirt National experience like for you? It was, uh, man, a lot of hype for three months until we went. We went down with five of us 
we went down in the trucking trailer, of course, and we, we got down there on late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, got checked in, and we had a lot of fun for a few days there. We ran practice, and then we ran our show on Tuesday. Well, then the weather decided that it didn't want to cooperate, and we ended up going 12th to 2nd in our heat race, and then we were running 6th in our feature. We started the feature up front, and I'll take the first blame on that one. We didn't take any equipment into the infield, and we sat there for three hours in a slow cooker. Track dried out, and we really missed it. We were running 6th, so it was respectable at least, and then we blew a water pump gasket, so that kind of ended the night for us. But, man, alive, I tell you what, go back to your first win or your super nationals win or stuff like that it's one of those deals you'll never forget pulling into that track at bristol going through the stands there and coming down the track and turning laps and the only thing you can see is stands right when you're on the car you're looking up you don't you can't even see sky that you're normally looking at blue sky when you're racing at local dirt tracks and it was definitely an experience it was fast really really fast you know the banking is so incredible you didn't even hardly you, you didn't have to lift I mean, if you choose to lift, set the car or whatever. But, I mean, it was it was fun. I'm glad I did it. I wish the weather would have cooperated a little bit. I wish we would have stayed a little bit longer. We ended up heading to Beatrice in the Spring Nationals rather than sitting around watching it rain at Bristol. So, you know, a couple of things I've done differently. But uh, overall, I'm glad we made the trip. Everybody had a blast. And maybe not next year, but maybe if they keep doing it in the future, we'll try it again. Sponsors make all the difference in the world and allow you to make trips like Bristol and Beatrice. Who helps you out on the car? Uh, we got a lot, a lot of good partners. Wiffles Hybrids, DeBoer Chevrolet, and Off Mill Calling, Schaefer's Oil, Pizza Ranch of Slayton, R&R Aerial Spring, Kleist Farms, Pulver Towing. Pulver Towing is really good to us. Egg VS, Huber's Automotive, probably one of the most hands-on sponsors that I have, and Willard Wellness and Chiropractic. Uh, I'm going to miss a few here. Bruns Racing Products, Fresh Strategies, Elite Sales and Marketing, Chandler State Bank Agency, Dynamic Drive Lines, Gas Trenching, Azor Construction. I mean, I can go on and on. I, I know I'm probably missing somebody, but, yeah, sponsors are huge. And uh, having that core group of people to support you, that's the only way that I can make this happen. You know, I got to big young family and without them there's no way that i'd be able to make this happen so i mean take care of your sponsors give them love do what you can to support their businesses because they're supporting dirt track racing not only on your car but also at local tracks and uh without these businesses putting money into this industry it's just it's not going to continue trevor you're a district sales manager for wiffles hybrids in your area what a great company and what a great product yeah yeah, Wiffles is definitely one of the industry leaders, I would say, in the seed corn industry, and uh, that's what we want to be. We want to be the leader in just the seed corn industry, not in the seed industry, right? We concentrate on corn, we concentrate on doing it well, and I feel like our hybrids are leaps and bounds showing that in our local area, in the central corn belt, for that matter. Yeah, I cover Murray and Cottonwood County as a district sales manager, so, um, you know, I see it for quite a wide range of area as we're looking at company-wide and and what a great company to work for they love stock car racing they love being supportive to customers and just a really great great business trevor me and you both are interested in a new srx racing league tony stewart and ray everham have put this together are you even old enough to remember the original irock series no not well i think i am but i didn't really pay attention to it too much that maybe last week two weeks ago so i'm pretty green on it but i'm kind of keeping an eye on it the reason that i'm like what the world is that 
big spoiler on the back of them things. I trying to understand that a little bit, <laughs> but you know, that's what kind of keen my interest on it. And then I started reading about it and stuff. So yeah, I'm pretty green on it, but Hey, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what it's got to bring. I think the biggest excitement for me is to see these guys that are old veterans now getting excited and jumping back into a race car. And I can't wait to see how the first few races pan out. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I don't know. I don't, hopefully it's brought somewhere. I haven't, I haven't heard that yet, but uh, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, gives these guys something to do after they're, they're done with NASCAR. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool to see awesome Bill from Dawsonville back in a race car, especially now yeah. that his son's doing so well in NASCAR. Yeah, that's my guy, man, Chase Elliott. That's who we root for. The girls know his name and his number and what his car looks like and what his name looks like, and so we're, we're grooming him right. Life seems pretty good right now for Trevor Holmes, raising a beautiful family in western Minnesota. What are your racing goals for the 2021 season? Go have fun, right? That's about the only goal that you can control. You know, obviously, my goal every year in, uh, when I start out to race, I want to race as much as I can. I want to do as well as I can, but I'm not going to do anything that racing causes uh, sacrifice or takes time away from my family. You know, I, I'd love to race for points championships. I'd love to race every night of the week. I'd love to race, you know, I'd love to do all that. But at the same time as, when we go on vacation, I'm not I'm not coming home a day early, leaving my wife and my kids at vacation just to go racing. I'm not going to do that kind of stuff. The time will come where that works better for me, and the time has already passed where that works better for me. So, you know, we race as much as we can. We do as well as we can. And, you know, I'd say I want to race at least 30 shows this year. I'm going to run Slayton. I'm going to run Jackson. I'm going to run Spencer. And I'm going to race maybe every other night at uh, Worthington or, you know, try to get there as much as I can. So if I can get 30 to 35 races in, and if I can get three to five wins, that'd be a huge success for me. I don't, I don't race a lot. I don't race enough to, to maybe keep up with some of them guys. I'm still learning the class and, well, every year. If you can get one win, that's, that's a success. But, uh, you know, I'd say if I get three to five this year, that would, that would be awesome for me. Trevor, I hope to see you on Saturday night, May 22nd, the opener of the new Worthington Speedway. And good luck throughout the 2021 racing season, and thanks for taking the time to be with us here on The Dirt Show. Absolutely. We'll try to see you there, and we'll see you in June and Slate. Race fans, SprintCarStuff.com is your online stop for everything in the sprint car world. From apparel, jewelry, and books to die-cast sprint cars, posters, and gifts, SprintCarStuff.com has everything you need for the sprint car fan on your shopping list. And SprintCarStuff.com is the online site of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, so every purchase on SprintCarStuff.com helps support the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Promote the future of sprint car racing and preserve the past. That's SprintCar stuff.com for all of your sprint car merchandise needs why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes maximum durability extreme powder coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product extreme powder coatings can deliver multimedia blasting impact resistant epoxy primers and super durable powder coat applications to meet your needs visit extremepowdercoating.net for more information 
Fast Shafts owner Pat Fagan is a racer himself and has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts are the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive Shafts, Drive Shaft Repair, 9-inch Ford Center Sections, Slip Yokes, Rear End Yokes, Ring and Pinions, Bearings, Spools, Gears, Shim Kits, and more. Call Fast Shafts today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made. Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good, and it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. Rhino Ag Equipment is used in agriculture, commercial, or industrial mowing applications, landscape preparation, roadside maintenance, and many other farm and ranch applications. With 0% financing for 48 months for qualified buyers, now is the time to take home a Rhino. Find a Rhino Ag dealer near you at rhinoag.com. For over 40 years, winning drivers have relied on VP racing fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Pro-Grade Full Synthetic Oil and High Performance Lubricants. VP's goal was to develop a best-in-class racing oil that offers world-class cutting-edge technology, enhanced durability and wear protection from the street to the track. VP's got you covered with the next-generation performance. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Tom Wagaman at Ogilvy Raceway. And Tom, you have to be very proud to constantly see the quality of race car drivers that show up to Ogilvy Raceway every single Saturday night. Yeah, for a lot of people, it's almost depressing, I think. It's a tough place to win, but I think the guys still come because they enjoy each other. They enjoy racing against the best people, and it's funny. You'd think that some of them would get sick of losing to a guy, but they don't. They'll just keep coming every week and see if they can finally climb to the top of that little mountain, I guess they'd say. But, yeah, when you got got Shane Sabrasky out there nonstop, Belfi and both Jeremy Nelson, they're out there weekly. In the other classes, it's the same thing. The B-Mod class is absolutely unbelievable. The Supers are unbelievable. Every class out there is good. We always seem to have a bunch of national champions out there in every class. It is so much fun when I have these guys on the air, and you can just hear in their voice how much a victory means at Ogilvy Raceway. It's different. Actually, we were just talking about that the other day. Shane Sabraski was talking about, I think he's got over 700 wins now. And he still says, no matter where he's at, though, not just Ogilvy, he still says every victory, it's just as exciting as my first one. But that track is hard to get a hold of for a lot of people. It's pretty dry slick out there. So it makes for a good racy surface. But cream always does seem to go to the top. So it's not very often you get a guy that's new to the sport or just has a big motor that can run around out there and get away with making a few mistakes. You make a mistake there, you're pretty done. Saturday, May 29th and Sunday, May 30th is the two-day Minnesota Modified Nationals. Having two nights back-to-back with a great purse is going to bring in some heavy hitters. That's Chris's show, FYE. Runs it at our place. Absolutely love him to have him out there. It's a fun show, and yeah, it will have some of the best drivers in this area there. Like you just said, I think it's a Saturday-Sunday show this year, which should be a lot of fun. And that's also great for the fans to come up and stay somewhere in the area or camp overnight. 
Yeah, hopefully we'll get rid of a little bit more of this coronavirus deal and we'll be able to keep the inside bar open a lot later than we are now and have a bunch of people there hopefully have a live band. And I don't know if we are having a live band for that one. I'm pretty sure we are having a live band for the Mod Wars. So I think there's probably a good chance we'll have a live band that night too. Saturday, June 19th, sprint cars at Ogilvy Raceway. There'll be both the wing cars and the traditional non-wing sprints. Just exactly like you said, the 360 winged and the non-winged and the UMSS cars too. So it'll be a great show. It's a different crowd out there for that night. It always kind of surprised me because racers are racers, but the fans really flock to that. They really enjoy the sprint cars. There's certain fans that love the mods, other ones that really love the late models, and then there's a lot of them that really love to just watch something that's super light and super fast get around the track. So that's that's them guys a big night. I know we sell a lot of cocktails that night too. So the fans have fun. Something new on the schedule sounds like a whole lot of fun. Mod Wars, July sixteenth and seventeenth. Yeah, we've been working on that for a few years now. We finally got it to where we were going to have it last year, and then of course we had to cancel just because of the lack of knowing exactly what was going to happen for the guys to come from all the way down south to come up and then have to shut down or something so this year we'll be doing it we're still working on a few details on it i know that the usmts tires will be run on the back and i do know that bobin tire was nice enough to sponsor tires for all the local guys here so i can't remember i think they're going to donate one tire to every local guy so it doesn't cost as much to put them two tires on the back they can still run their hoosiers on the front And then I believe after the main races, we're going to try to maybe have the top 10 USMTS guys and the top 10 Wissota guys and maybe let them all put their own stuff on and see if we can go back out there and race another 20 laps and see what we can do. That's the goal. Saturday night, August 28th, is championship night along with the Wissota late models on hand. What a way to end the regular season of racing, bringing the late models in. Yeah, it should be really good. We lost the World of Outlaws late models this year. Disappointed about that, but we got a good bunch of local late models around here anyhow. So to be able to get them out there on our season championship night, it'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. October 8th and 9th, the Fall Classic, followed by the Topless Nationals, October 22nd and 23rd. Two premier events to end the season. I know fans look forward to this, and the car count is through the roof. It could get crazy. Both of the races are good. Obviously, I just love the Topless Nationals. It's my favorite race of the year, every year, and it ends up just being a ball. Some years we miss it by a bit. It can be a little risky because sometimes you'll be out there and it'll be practically snowing, and then in the next week it's 75 degrees. You pray for good weather. You know you're going to have fun no matter what, but, boy, if, if you can get that weather right, you can get that car count way, way up there. Yeah, you'll see more cars there than probably any other show this year. Tom, if they'd like to find out more about Ogilvy Raceway, how can they do that? Just go right on to OgilvyRaceway.com, and we also have Ogilvy TV now, so if they want to watch it weekly, it would be great too. But everything is listed right there on our website. And instructions on how to get Ogilvy TV is also on the website? It is on the website. Tom, it's always a blast to talk to you every single season. You have an incredible facility up there at Ogilvy Raceway and can't wait to get up there and say hi and watch an awesome night of racing. 
Make sure you look me up, and I really appreciate the talking to you, Queen. Wolf & Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper, or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded, call 455-3524. Why would you use anything but the latest technology in packing products when it comes to shipping your business products? Foam Craft Packaging in Owatonna provides a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call 507-455-2893. That's 507-455-2893. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Hey everyone, this is Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products with today's tech tip. Today we're going to talk about our engine and rear end lift handles. These are a real nice piece we've been making for quite a few years. One end has a 3 8 coarse thread stud and the other one is drilled and tapped 5 8 coarse thread. So you can thread four of these into your engine and you and three of your homeboys can carry an engine around or you put two on each side of the rear end and then you and another guy can carry a rear end around very easily. Real nice trick tool, available at weirsmachine.com. As always, check us out online at weirsmachine.com. Thank you. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by... By Ron Bernhagen from the UMSS Sprint Car Series, the wing cars. Looking down the list of drivers from the first few events, what a great mix of veterans and new drivers. It is. You know, I was really happy with the uh, car count the first couple nights we raced this year. It's the earliest we've ever started with our new program that we started three seasons ago. Got the young gun like Chase Vibrock, and you've got the old veteran. I, I don't know if I should call him old, but he's a veteran. Harry Hansen, who drove late models for years and years and years, and you mixed in a bunch of new uh, teams that were able to get involved because of the sustainability of our rules package. And if you can believe it, there's probably 15 teams that haven't made their debut yet this year. So we've got a lot more veterans to hit the track and a lot more rookies that are still to hit the track. They're still building their cars. And so really happy with that. Really, really happy with that. So yeah, thanks for mentioning that, Clay. Also, you look at the speed, turning Cedar Lake Speedway in 15 seconds. Now that's moving. Yeah, you know, the track, early season tracks don't seem to be quite as good as they are later on in the season, but the speeds, there actually can be a lot better than that with our program. I'll give you an example. Last year, when the World of Outlaws were at Cedar Lake Speedway over the July 4th weekend, their fastest lap that they turned, I believe, was 11.3 seconds. 
And uh, everybody has to keep in mind that those teams have, let's fill in the blank, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar engines in their cars that last about ten nights, and then they have to be sent in for a twenty thousand dollar rebuild. Our fastest laps that we turn at Cedar Lake Speedway with the guy, you know, the veteran like uh, Harry Hansen, who's got a decent engine and knows how to set up the car, and boy, does he know how to drive. They're turning laps at about twelve seconds, and you know, fill in the blank, six to eight thousand dollar engines in them so we're turning the track in about seven tenths of a second slower than the 410 world of all lock cars so we're really happy with that switching over to the traditional non-wing sprint cars what a Mm -hmm. schedule you have put together for the 2021 season very impressive yeah i think there's like 30 31 shows something like that and we are going to do some traveling this year you know our home track is cedar lake speedway we continue to be thankful for that because without a home track it's hard to build a series especially with our strategies that we use with the flat purses and so forth so traveling can be a little bit more difficult but you know at the end of this month memorial day weekend we're heading up to i-94 and alexandria because we want to fill a hole there with another series and maybe you and i'll talk about that a little bit here coming up about the different series we have so we're going up there and backing up just a little bit this coming weekend we go to eagle valley out in eau claire and then over labor day weekend we're heading down to jackson minnesota for a friday saturday show and then that sunday and monday we're heading to Houston's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're really excited about that. And again, we want to fill a hole in that area. We want to start a series down there. And unless we go to these different tracks and these different areas and show them what we're doing so they can see it and they can touch it and they can see how fast these cars are, people don't understand it because nobody else in the world is doing what we're doing when it comes to sprint car racing. So yeah, you're right. It's the strongest schedule I believe we've ever had for the traditionals and it actually pretty much came my way you know I made very few calls this year so that's got to be saying something about what we're doing so yeah we're really excited about 2021 for sure. Tom Wagaman from Ogilvy Raceway is on the show with us this weekend and he mentions how great it is to have wing sprint cars and the traditionals at the racetrack you're going to be there on June 19th and he said also the fans. It's a totally different crowd that come out to see them. Very passionate about open-wheel sprint car racing. We, uh, have a number, uh, you know, hundreds of fans that follow us around. So that is true. It'll be a completely different fan base because I think their whole regular series of cars go for that night. There's another big show over at Cedar Lake that night, and all the mods head over there, and I think some other classes of cars do also. And so it's going to be a couple of different divisions of wing sprint cars. Ours is one of them. You know, our traditionals. And then I think the vintage cars are going to be there that night. And so, you know, their regular fan base, they don't show up that night, except for the few diehards that go to Ogilvy Raceway every night, no matter what they have. But then the sprint car fan comes in, and, you know, I hear this all the time from the owners of racetracks that say, I see faces in the stands that I've never seen before when you guys show up. And that comes from trying to do the best we've done in the past and continuing that on and and putting on a nice show and bringing enough cars so people are excited about our program when we come into town. We are the fastest cars on dirt 
And it's kind of like the circus coming to town when we come to a different racetrack like OV or, or uh, a fill-in-the-blank uh, Eagle Valley. They're normal classes of cars are modifieds and midwest mods and all that and so these are crazy looking cars they're fast looking cars and and sometimes it can get a little volatile out there on the track and uh, the fans like that so we do have a number of fans that travel right with us and then the sprint car fans in that area who don't travel to other tracks will show up at ogilvy and it seems like every time we go to ogilvy raceway we fill the stands so uh yeah we're looking forward to that june 19th we just cross our fingers we have a a good night weather wise and we can really put on a good show for the fans over there you talk about the different series in the different areas the mid-american renegade sprint car series fans here in southern minnesota are going to get to see the traditional sprint cars eight times in this area and you also have the northern renegades yeah, not only do we have the Northern Renegades up in northern Minnesota, but we have the rest of Western Renegades in North Dakota, which I believe is going to be split into two series, either in 2022 or 2023. We have the Shoquamagon Renegades in northern middle part of Wisconsin. And as you mentioned, Johnny has the Mars Series, the Mid-American Renegade Series down in southern Minnesota and also for northern Iowa. And, and he'll expand that as it goes. I think you said it was, there's eight different shows in 2021, but I know Johnny, and he's passionate about what he does, and he'll do a good job down there. And the sprint car fans down in southern Minnesota now don't have to travel so far to see sprint car racing, so we're really excited about Johnny starting it down there. Johnny Parsons, I say Johnny, because everybody knows him just as Johnny. And now they're, they're going to have a place to, to watch sprint car racing, and, and as the years go by, I know there'll be cars built and more scheduled races and so we're really excited about that because it was a hard nut to crack down there because that's modified country and as the series gains traction down there more tracks will look at that seriously and look at johnny and what he's doing seriously and so the goal of any series is to have 12 to 20 shows in a season up in the northern area here and pretty sure johnny's going to get there so you know We've had inquiries claimed from as far away as South Africa. We're working on a series or two out in California. Our latest inquiry was from Georgia. They're more of a stock car country like we are up here in the Minnesota area, and we think we'll fit in really well down there. And so, you know, our goal, you know, our goal, we have huge goals with these different series. We hope that we can become the starting point for sprint car racing down the road somewhere. So we're working hard on that. We named it the Renegades Racing Brand because we are renegades. We do everything differently, not only when it comes to the car itself, but how we operate as series and and how we do it rather than have a sanctioning body. We want to have people that own the, the different series because it just works out better that way. And so we're passionate about what we do. And hopefully someday there's 50 different series around the country. And, you know, that is our goal and we'll see where it all goes. It'll be a fun ride. Ron, both me and you are very passionate about racing history. I remember when the UMSS was just getting started and Jack Clark was out here from California racing with the group. And that's what I really like to see is these veterans getting excited about what's happening. Chuck Schumacher Sr. is actually going to be in a non-wing sprint car down here in the Mid-American Renegade Sprint Car Series this season. It's so great to see Chuck fired up and getting back into a car. 
I used to watch Chuck when I was a fan. Arlington was my home track. I would drive to Arlington every night to watch the sprint cars, and, and Chuck was driving at that time. I don't know, that might have been in the 80s. I don't know when the last time Chuck drove, but I met him for the first time last Saturday. We figured he's 67 years old. He likes what we're doing. It's affordable again. He likes the competition. And I think I think he's already sat in a sprint car here uh, this spring, and he's excited to get in one on the track. And I think that's just a matter of time. I don't know if he's going to wait until June when Johnny starts or if he's going to get in one and come race with us before that. But I'm excited to see him back on the racetrack for a number of reasons. One, I watched him race back in the day, and that's a big deal to me. Two, it's a big deal that he's coming back as, you know, a 60-something person because we've developed something that he believes in. I mean, how cool is that? We've had other drivers that have come back and gotten involved because of the affordability. These are people who are forced out for one reason or another, and a lot of time it is cost. So how cool is it that Chuck Schumacher is going to be racing again and racing with Johnny down in the Mars Series in southern Minnesota? It's awesome. It's just fantastic. I love it. I hope the fans love it, too. Ron, if fans and listeners would like to find out more about the UMSS Racing Series, what is the best ways to find out more information? Well, my phone number is out there. The best way is maybe talk to me because once I get started talking about racing, I can't shut up. And so they'll learn a lot. But we do have a Facebook page where a lot of the information is out there. And we're just developing a new website that is not only going to talk about the UMSS, it's going to talk about our brand, how to get involved, the people you can talk to to build a car or to buy a car, all these different things that are going to be on the website are going to cover not only, again, not only the UMSS, but the whole brand as a whole. So that is going to stay the same. The address is umsprints.com, and we're going to look for that transition within the next week or so. And again, the, the Facebook page is a good place to start off to learn everything about the series itself because we put everything out there and show up at the racetrack. Come to Cedar Lake Speedway some night and, and afterwards, come on down and talk to us. We love to talk to people about what we're doing. The drivers and the teams like to do that also. So come down. We're very approachable people and we love to talk racing. So if you want to learn more about it, come on out to one of our races. Ron, it's always a blast to have you on a dirt show and thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Clayne. I appreciate it. See you later. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric. Offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507-451-1380. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Whether it's in the name of love, hammer time, or just your old-fashioned red light, you will be able to stop dependably with Napa Brakes from Napa Auto Parts. 
This month, you'll get a $50 prepaid Visa card by mail with a qualifying Napa Brakes purchase of $250 or more. And there are more price breaks where that came from. Take on a bit of spring cleaning with these savings up to 29% on select Armorall products. Plenty more on sale throughout May, so stop by Napa today. Make light work of everything with Honda's top-of-the-line family of Pioneer 1000 side-by-sides. All models sport a best-in-class engine and an exclusive six-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission. Then there's the 1005 models, equipped with Honda's quick-flip seating that seats up to five passengers. So find your next Honda Pioneer today at Trimble Cycle Center in Austin. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. Trimble Cycle Center in Austin, USA's second oldest Honda dealer. Played bumper tag lately? No matter how your car gets damaged, Midwest Collision will make sure it gets fixed right and on time. No shortcuts, no compromises. And remember, where you get your car repaired is not your insurance company's decision. It's yours. So make the right choice. Choose your locally owned and operated Midwest Collision. Give Bob a call today at 332-2434. That's 332-2434. Simply adding cookies, barbecue sauce is sure to make meat taste better. But when you really want to hit a home run, try one of my approved recipes. Speed the Sauce Man here, and I've got a bunch of easy-to-make creations at cookiesbbq.com. Barbecue meatloaf, Grandma Elmo's broiler burgers. Heck, I'll even tell you the secret to Speed's racks of ribs. It's all at cookiesbbq.com. Hey, smart cookies use cookies barbecue sauce. Anything less is meat abuse. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Josh Schaefer from Pulver Towing and Josh Race Car Sponsorship. When I'm at the races, I watch all of the cars roll by for the heat races and a feature, and I read all of the different sponsors on the side of those cars. Those are the businesses I'm going to support, and many fans feel that way. And I think if you're a business or a small business and you're looking for some way to get involved in your community or help out a local driver, this is a great way to get some exposure. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. A lot of these racetracks are in smaller communities or the county seat, which is, you know, a decent-sized community. If you can get your name in front of those people every weekend, you're making contact better than any print advertising out there. And there's also a personal touch with it because you have a driver, their crew, and their fans who are going to support you and tell their friends about you to keep supporting your business. And the other benefit is when you support a driver, they have a Facebook page, they're posting pictures, they're posting results. Fans get to see your logo on the side of that car over and over again. It's very cost effective and those drivers, they're going to appreciate you for supporting them. Yeah, it even goes further than that. They do t-shirts, so it's a year-round thing. It's just not during the racing season. Those sweatshirts, t-shirts, jackets, they're sported throughout the year, and it, it's really good exposure for your business to be on side of a race car. Josh, it's awesome when I'm sitting out at Murray County Speedway and I watch the cars go by, how many of them say pulver towing on the side of those cars, and I know each one of those drivers appreciates it, and I know it makes you feel really good because you are so passionate about the sport. Yeah, I don't have an exact number. There's quite a few of them. Everything from go-karts all the way to race cars, snowmobile racing, we support it all. Little League Baseball, anytime you can get that personal touch with someone like that and get your name out there, it's definitely a benefit. 
If you're in need of crane service, if you're in need of a field rescue, if you're in need of towing, you cover southern Minnesota border to border with all of your locations. If they'd like to find out more about Pulver Towing and your capabilities, what's the best way to do that, Josh? You can certainly check us out at pulvertowing.com or you can give us a call at 507-282-3851. Thanks for all you do in the towing industry, and also thanks for everything that you do to support racetracks and racers around the state of Minnesota. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, thanks for everything you do, too, bringing exposure to the sport. Hi, this is Jim Miskin from Miskin Auto Parts. Check out Miskin.com. You'll see all the parts available in our You Pull It lot, new arrivals ready to part out. Plus, we can also locate those hard-to-find parts for you. Miskin Auto Parts has been buying junkers and providing parts to our customers since 1972, and we ship out parts daily. Call us today at 507-684-2100 or check us out online at miskin.com. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641-420-SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment, brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Last Friday night, they were racing at Hancock County Speedway in Britt, Iowa, in the IMCA Modified A-Main. Jeremy Mills over Austin Wolf in a Sport Mod A-Main. Drew Fett over Alec Fett in a Stock Cars. Cody Nielsen over Chad Palmer in the Hobby Stock Feature. Josh Seidels over Carter Coop in the Sport Compacts. It was Mitchell Bunch over Jaden Erickson. Mississippi Thunder was also running on Friday night, April 30th, in the Hornets. Brandon Geltner over Jason Helgeson in the USRA Hobbystock A-Main, Steve Dwyer over Austin Hof in the USRA B-Mods, Sean Walski over Parker Hale in the Modified A-Main, Dustin Sorensen over Jake Tim, and in the Late Models, Lance Hofer over Alex Williamson. Saturday night, May 1st, they were racing at Ogilvy Raceway in the Hornets, Justin Skalitsky over Mac Johnston in the Midwest Modified A-Main, Zach Benson over Travis Schulte, in the Mod 4s, Robert Holquist over Dustin Holquist in the Modified A-Main, Jody Belfi over Jeremy Nelson in the Stock Cars, Russell Kostriba over Justin Pagonis and in the Super Stock A-Main, Andy Grimla over Ryan Kostriba. Deer Creek Speedway got their opener in last Saturday night in the Modifieds, Dustin Sorensen over Jacob Bleese in the B-Mods, Jim Chisholm over Brandon Maitland in the Super Stock A-Main, Spencer Stock over Dan Nasulke. In the street stocks, it was Dustin Doty over Danny Richards. In the Midwest Modifieds, Dylan Gettle over Travis Underdahl. The traditional UMSS non-wing sprint car series was at Cedar Lake last weekend. In the A feature, it was Jake Kuba over Mike Mueller. The wing sprint cars were also flying at Knoxville Raceway last Saturday night. In the 410 wing sprint car A main, Linton Jeffries over Justin Henderson. In the 360 wing sprint car A main, Clint Garner over Ryan Giles, and in the Pro Series, Matthew Stelzer over Brandon Worthington. If your classic isn't so classic... 
bringing into auto trim design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Otana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.